the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today, we have an exciting show for you titled Discipling Teens. This is a powerful episode for me as I spent many years of my ministry uh, serving in youth ministry, student ministry. And uh, if you've been listening, you might know that I have six children of my own. So discipling teenagers is of high importance. What's interesting is when I was in college, I was at a state university, I was studying music, and I had what I call a red beanbag chair experience. I really contend that every person needs a red beanbag chair experience. Here's what that was for me. When I was praying one day on the fifth floor in a dorm in a state university, I was praying and kneeling down on a red beanbag chair. I was studying music. I had a lot of opportunity as I was studying and uh, things were going very well for me. And in that moment, as a freshman in a state university, while praying on a red beanbag chair, God put a fresh call on my life, which included walking away from that state university at the end of the semester. I ended up engaging in Bible college for uh, four years after finishing the second semester uh, near home. And then I spent the rest of my time, my entire professional career in ministry. And I started by working with students, by working with teenagers. What's so fun about working with teenagers is you have both a lot of ups and a lot of downs. I can remember one time, one of the downs I had, it's, it's actually an up because it's funny to me, but I did this series where we were uh, doing the entire uh, scene in a youth center and we created a beach and on the beach, we, we led worship on the beach. We had a, you know, just a whole bunch of things were happening. And we actually hauled in sand, we hauled in water and put it on top of some visqueen that we put down, a special uh, kind of visqueen, it probably was called something different. 
about six weeks it sat there and we stirred up the water so it wouldn't get stagnant. But when we lifted it up at the end of that series, there was this huge mold stain on the carpet. So I made it a, a, a my, uh, my big effort was to call our janitorial team and help them, I thought, save my job because I was ruining the carpet there. And in a way that seemed like a, you have those stories, they're, they're downs, they're mistakes. But as I work with students and teenagers, a lot of incredible things happened. I was part of watching teenagers engage in serving, uh, and they've never served before in the community, in the church. I was part of spending summers together with teenagers where we did discipleship and and just spent time together. We We built teams and groups and did leadership development. I can remember as our youth ministry was growing and got close to about a hundred people at the time. And, uh, we started having our leaders take kids out after service. I would hang back at our youth center and just spend time with kids that had no other place to go. You know, today there are several students that came from that youth ministry that are serving in their local churches today. Some that are board members at their churches. And I'm grateful to say that several who came through our youth ministry are serving as pastors, both lead pastors and staff pastors today. But many, many are following Christ in their church. Well, what's interesting about youth ministry is we have this call to not just spend time with teenagers or create good memories or have the ups and have the downs in ministry. But we have this unique calling in ministry to invest in people and help them become followers of Jesus. Well, when we disciple teens, when we worked in teen ministry and youth ministry, working with students, that was the call, that we would engage with these teenagers and help them become followers of Jesus. Well, today, the episode title is Discipling Teens, and I have a guest with us that we're about to meet, and then we'll talk through the the entire second half of the show together. The guest that I have with me, his name is Josh Wellborn, and he serves as the Director for Youth and Student Ministries with the Assemblies of God USA. So Josh is a great leader. He's called to serve the youth of America. Josh has a great heart for students a heart for families, a heart for churches and discipleship. So I just want to, first of all, say, Josh, thank you so much for joining me today on your discipleship, Coach. Well, thanks for having me, Michael. I'm, I'm so excited uh, to be with you, but I'm, I'm even more uh, encouraged to hear about your uh, commitment as a pastor and a church leader uh, to training others, coaching others to be disciple makers. Oh, that's so great. Thank you for that. And we're committed to doing that. And hopefully your story will do just that and encourage other people. Hey, would you take a minute or two and just introduce yourself to our listeners today? Uh, Sure, sure. Well, uh, yeah, so I am a a bit of a lifer in youth ministry. It's it's been 20 plus years of serving Mm -hmm. uh, in, in vocational ministry. And of course, was a student in youth ministry before that. I came to know the Lord at a pretty young age. I'm from a ministry family, and I am always thinking about the future. I think that that is part of the driver behind my passion for student ministry, is that we really have an opportunity to decide what our churches, and and in my case, what our denomination looks like in the future by Mm. investing in in young leaders and discipling teenagers to grow and, and build the kingdom. 
I love the future orientation, and I know we sort of have a conversation ready to go the second half, but I'd love to hear you talk a little more about about this future and, and, and why what you do, how that will impact the future, like you say, in the church and the denomination. Well, and, and, and certainly some of that has been formed by my own personal experiences in my denomination. I've, I've been a part of the Assemblies of God basically since birth. Um, and, and I understand that the kingdom of God is much, much larger than the Assemblies of God. But this is my, this is my tribe. It's my little family in the kingdom of God. And um, I, some of my experiences have formed my preferences but always, always, always looking to the Word of God to make sure that what is in my heart lines up with Scripture. And aside from having those preferences that are, that are just part of being human, you want to start with Scripture. Mm. And certainly discipleship is what we see in Scripture as the model for growing the church here on earth. You know, we have about three minutes before we take a break, and I'm curious, as you work with uh, youth leaders across our country, but also as you work with teenagers, what what are you seeing as far as youth leaders and students? What are you seeing as it relates to their engagement with the Word of God, as you were just talking about? Yeah, well, they are taking what we are giving in terms of, you know, I, I'm a Gen Xer, Michael, so <laughs> My generation, we were kind of suspicious of everything everybody said to us, and we rejected a lot of it, and not not quite like the boomers did in the 1960s, but kind of. And what I'm finding is there is so much information out there. Uh, it's, it's an info saturation. Teenagers are on social media. They're on the Internet. Uh, they are not, you know, back in before the age of the Internet, you had the influences that you had in your typically in your high school or your middle school and certainly church in your community. Well, now that that sphere of influence has grown to the entire planet. Uh, it's not even just American teenagers that are influencing each other. My my own children who are old enough to use social media have friends that are in other countries that they only know because of the Internet. So uh, so what I'm finding is if they if they discover there's a trusted source for information, they are very, very receptive to that. And it has been it, I would say that with students in our churches, in our in our community, in our circle of trust, if you will, it's very, very easy to communicate these spiritual truths to them, maybe even easier than my generation. Hmm. Well, as a fellow Gen Xer, I can understand where you're coming yeah. from. And I love how you talk about the smallness of the world, but the opportunity that the gospel has to speak across you know, many, many different countries. So I, I give kudos to you uh, for your children having relationships all over the, the country. Hey, you're listening today to your discipleship coach. The episode is titled Discipling Teens, and you're listening with special guest Josh Wellborn, who is the National Youth Director for the Assemblies of God. Josh, you want to give us just one thought as we get ready to go to break that'll set up the next segment. What are we going to talk about after after the break? Well, we certainly are going to talk about discipleship, but I'd also like to talk about how we care for the body of Christ. That is really good, how we care. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and caring for the body of Christ includes teenagers. But what I love about that, I always used to say this, Josh, that we were a ministry to students— 
but we're also students in ministry. And I can hear that on your heart, that we want to serve the youth of our country and really the world, but we also want to empower them to make a difference because they have something great to give. So I want to thank you. Hold in right here. We're about to take a break. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Today's guest is Josh Wellborn, and I want you to hang in. We're going to talk a little bit more about discipling teens after the break. So stay listening, stay tuned. You're listening right now to AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. We're back. Thank you for staying tuned. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith. I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today's episode is about discipling teens, and I have the National Youth Director of the Assemblies of God with me today. His name is Josh Wellborn. And Josh, we're going to kick in right away here as we're talking about discipling teens. And here's kind of the first thing I want to hear your heart on is what is important just in general, to keep in mind as we are discipling students and teenagers? Well, that's a simple question, but it's also we've, we've had a fairly complex time historically in the church in defining what is discipleship. Is. Mm. I know in, in, our, in our Assemblies of God churches, from one church to the next, one church will say, you know, well, discipleship takes place in our small groups. Uh, another church might say, well, the, the pastor disciples through his uh, gift of teaching. He's not just uh, delivering sermons. He's really a, a gifted teacher. Um, and then another church might say, well, discipleship is a class that you take. We have a discipleship class. And so one of the things that we've done here in the National Office at the Assemblies of God is coordinated and put our minds together and, and looked, uh, invited some different uh, different ministers with different skill sets to the table to try and define what is discipleship? And in our in our uh, circles, we've kind of landed on seven discipleship dimensions, and the language that goes with that is not just engaging with seven dimensions, but having a strategic plan for discipleship. And 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 not we I, I, we prefer to stay away from kind of the organic. Uh, just expecting discipleship to take place. You know, a lot of times we, mm. we we would say, you know, discipleship is caught, not taught. Well, that's only partially true. It is caught, <laughs> but I think it's also taught. And so we use the language of the seven dimensions of a spirit-filled disciple. And, and using that as a guide, then it becomes a question of, well, as a minister, whether you're a pastor or a volunteer worker in your church, uh, what 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 is your gift for discipleship, and how can you teach these seven dimensions within the context of your skill set uh, and the marching orders and the culture of your church? Mm-hmm. So you're, that's you're, a longer answer. <laughs> no, that's great. You're, you're, you have a, a strategy, and as we we think about what that means for for teenagers who are super social, at least with social media, sometimes they're not social physically. Uh, but you talk about it's caught. I mean, you're also talking about a strategic plan. So how do you strategically disciple teenagers? Yeah, so I want to go back to the idea that God has uniquely equipped each and every one of us Mm. to be disciple makers. 
uh, I, I think of Romans four or excuse me, Romans 12. And I don't want to butcher this verse, but <laughs> I'm not looking at it right now, but it says, if a man's gift is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is prophecy, let him prophesy in proportion to his faith. I think I'm quoting the NIV 1990, uh, 1990 version or something <laughs> there, but, but it says, but, but to me, all of those skill sets need to be making disciples. Mm. My, my gift is leadership. And it took me a long time to recognize that because it, it just sounded prideful saying it. Mm. But I, I, and I felt ashamed for not having a stronger prophetic gifting or uh, a stronger serving gifting. That doesn't give me an exemption from, from uh, exploring gifts of prophecy or serving. However, it does mean that I've been given a unique gift for, for leadership. And so for me, I I did bring a team to the table, and as it turns out, I've got someone on my team who's good at writing and, mm-hmm. and is good at writing curriculum. And so we built, as a youth pastor, uh, over the 20 years of doing church, you know, working in the local church, it, it, it evolved, or <laughs> I hate to use the emerged <laughs> to become uh, to become a curriculum that we used. And we did have a discipleship class. Uh, but again, I was constantly saying to my leaders, what is your unique gifting? What do you like to do? What does God give? What, what do you sense God's pleasure in doing? And so is it the arts, you know, and at the, at the national level here at the Assemblies of God, we do, we do that. We do something with that. It's called Fine Arts Festival. And in fact, our big event's taking place next week in Columbus, Ohio, and we'll have 12,000 people there and teenagers uh, demonstrating their gifts in the arts. I'm so excited for that. I'm actually going to visit and see some of that. And hey, if you're listening, you're listening to Your Discipleship Coach with guest Josh Wellborn. He's the National Youth Director of the Assemblies of God. We're talking about discipling teens. And you know, Josh, you're encouraging us as you talk about discipling teens because we do it from our gift. And when we speak language that, that teenagers understand, there's a, a few thoughts that I, maybe questions I have for you as, a, as an expert here. If you could give parents a tip, <laughs> if you will, yeah. how could you, what would you say to parents that might be listening today, how they can better or more effectively disciple their own uh, teenagers, their students? Well, the first and foremost, the most important thing that a Christian parent has, uh, must, must do is to live an authentic Christian life in front of their their kids. And and you would say, well, that seems rather obvious. I know that Christian parents feel tremendous pressure to set a good example in front of their kids. And that's that's a little different than living an authentic Christian life, because an authentic Mm. Christian life sometimes, sometimes means that I've done things that are a bad example. But what does that mean in the Christian context? It means that I let my kids see that and I say, listen, I was wrong. And I need grace, just like you need grace. And I need, wow. I need, I need the Lord's forgiveness right now. And so, letting your kids see that, see you on your discipleship journey. Again, as as Christian parents, we think, well, I want to, I want to, I want to live it perfectly. I want to, I want to have my standard of holiness all worked out so that I can be a good example to my kids. And, and that's that's that we should do that. But we at the same time have to recognize that until. Until we're standing in the presence of Jesus, we're not going to be living it perfectly. And so I think that authenticity and sincerity go a long, long, long way in giving them the example that they really need. Because they don't need a perfect example. They need a, they need a human example 
that demonstrates not just holiness, but but grace as well. So that's the number one thing. I So think good, authentic and sincere. You know, I, I wrote this down when you were talking. It's like a relational vulnerability <laughs> that parents can have. Yeah. That's so good. Well, let's look at it from maybe a different perspective. If you could speak to youth pastors or pastors, maybe what would be a tip that you could offer for those listeners today? Yeah, well, the number one thing that I have personally been convicted about even just in the last couple of years is to really answer the question, how am I serving the group, whether it's a youth group or a church, or in my case, uh, I'm in a, I'm in a denominational uh, leadership role, the churches that I've been called to, Mm. you know, how am I, how am I serving them? So how am I serving the community? How am I serving the students in my youth ministry? How am I serving the parents of the students in my youth ministry? And I think that is sometimes we're so excited about the things that God has put on our heart that we are maybe a little more enthusiastic about implementing our strategies and our programs than we are about whether or not they serve the people that we've been called to serve Mm. (laughs) or lead (laughs) is another way of saying that. That's so powerful. As you talked about parents and and just from a church perspective, this how am I serving you? There's this relational piece that you're sort of talking about. That's such a big, important piece. Do you find that as 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 kind of the topic, this deep relationship? Is it more when I say that? what, What are you hearing? I am hearing every time in the last 40 years that someone has told me I'm highly relational. <laughs> it, 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 it's taken me a while to, you know, I'll, I'll tell people, I don't try to be a relational leader. People tell me that I am. Okay. And I didn't know that I was. I thought I was just doing what was normal. So, yes, yeah. it is highly relational. And maybe that's the way it should be. Or maybe that's just the way God made me. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> Well, maybe it's why you have the assignment you have. And I just, as someone that is into discipleship and coaching, I personally want to say thank you for what you do, not only for the students as it relates to the Assemblies of God, but really across the world, this country and the world. You've been listening now to your discipleship coach. We're talking about discipling teens with special guest, National Youth Director of the Assemblies of God, Josh Wellborn. And I'll end like this today, asking as you listen, are you interested in growing in Christ, being closer to Him, or maybe improving your skills to disciple others? Maybe you're curious to know if you are ready for coaching. All you have to do is visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. You can take our free coaching readiness questionnaire and discover your readiness for coaching. We'd love to support you in your life, in your business, and certainly on your spiritual journey. I hope you'll visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Follow this show and the podcast. This show is made possible from our sponsors, Chicago Indian Church at chicagoindianchurch.com and Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University, where you can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Visit professionalcoachuniversity.com. Thanks for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'll remind you that I am for you, and God is for you. And if God is for you, 
Who could be against you? You've been listening today to your discipleship coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.